Blog Talk Radio. and we're coming up with new ways 
that we have, as you've noticed from the very beginning, people change. People's abilities change. Uh, interests, financial abilities, everything changes all the time. When we first got started with this, <laughs> we had a couple of people that were just like going to do this with no plan. And then a bunch of us got together and decided, well, let's make a plan. And so we started planning and working together. And from that time, some people have come in and some people have gone and some people have gotten more focused and some people need a little more focus. But meanwhile, we're still moving forward with this plan. And, and that's what this uh, newsletter is all about. So the walkforchange.us website, there is, I think, anytime you pop into that, there's like a little pop-up that says you want to join the newsletter. Awesome. So that's the simplest way to join it. We're learning as we're going. So I'm hoping that all of our social media feeds, <clears throat> everything, once we get this first edition out, which is more or less an intro, and there's going to be a couple of little more things to it than we talked about yesterday, but not much. But basically it's just going to be letting you all know, hey, here we are. This is the newsletter. This is that thing that we were talking about. And stay tuned because maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, there might be three of them a week come at you. Or there may be one. I mean, it doesn't. It just depends on what's happening as we're going along. Right. I'm going to be meeting with uh, some people tonight. Actually, they're on my, their way to my house. Uh, Charles. Oh, uh, Charles Vargas. The Apache Nation. Yeah. And well, the guy with the veterans. They're both, I think, coming over right now. Awesome. Tell them I said hi. Yeah, I will. Absolutely. So. Um, and it's possible if they happen to get here when your show's still on, maybe I'll pop back in and, and that way they can say hi. Awesome. <laughs> Charles is supposed to be co-hosting my show with me on Wednesday, so we're, we're, we're working together, you know. Right. The Walk for Change, it all came out of, you know, you had connected us, and, and then we, we talked once, and then it took us a while, and next thing you know, we went out and saw the place, and that may be. As of right now, it looks like it's going to be the place of our opening ceremony. Awesome. from the ocean, and this will be the first place to stop to have kind of a formal opening ceremony. So physically speaking, you know, just say, take this is the worst case scenario. Say that this turns out to be the friggin' black plague, which it's not in it <laughs> Okay? But just say that it was, and it was something that we really need to really worry about being near each other. Um we would do this thing in a way that would allow us to pass. We're creating a staff that's going to be like the head, the lead point on this thing. And it's going to be a big relay race. And so at the end of the day, whether we have 25 people walking together, 1,000 people walking together, or one person walking 10 feet apart, right. it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's the same thing. And, and so that's what we have to realize is that however this needs to play out, it's quite possible that, you know, there's going to be a lot of people coming together for brief periods just so that they can be a part of it. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So the, the thing with the Walk for Change is remember, the world is, is, is all screwed up. It's the world, right? We, we're, we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a physical world that's got all kinds of problems to it. And, you know, here in America, we think we have problems that aren't really problems. You know, you go into other places in the world and you look at real problems, you look at real poverty, you look at real exactly. uh, issues that don't have solutions. Like here in America, our problem is we got all this stuff and people are stealing it. Or we got all this stuff, but, but we can't seem to get this person to talk to that person. Right. 
right. And they don't have stuff. Right. They just don't have it. And if they don't have it, should just spread. And, you know, we got to remember that that as much as you know, we have our personal problems and our grief, that the world's got some real issues that need to change. And and imagine, imagine this. This is kind of where I kind of come from. A solution. Imagine us, one of the richest countries in the whole world. What if we had our shit together? Like, what if we actually worked together and cared and lived the way we could and, and lived in harmony with the world and and and, and wasn't busy you know, stomping on each other and, 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 and raping the world, the earth, and, and, you know, doing all these crazy things that we do. What if we actually took all this capability and, and, and brought it to the best place it could be? Imagine what this world could be like. Right. Well, why not? I can't think of a reason. I can't either. Yes, we definitely – it needs to change. We need to get together and we need to do it. That's why That's why I so, so love this idea of getting everybody together and fighting for what we believe because like you were saying you know that it's the the pandemic we're dealing with right now is uh horrible you know it's a bad thing but we we as a we deal with pandemics and every day like you were talking about we've got homelessness we've got nobody cares about any of that like you're saying you know and Yes, we gotta we gotta start coming together and actually fighting like we are now for this freaking virus and stuff for everything that's going on in the world. We've gotta change our focus. Well, I, I looked briefly yesterday just to get some figures, and I don't have them sitting in front of me, but there was over a hundred thousand people that died of of drug overdoses last year. Right, hundred thousand people died. Not yeah. In the hospital, but died, and that was as as preventable of a death as could ever be, and nobody talked about it as a pandemic. And there's nowhere near that this died of the this coronavirus. Exactly. I don't even think there's that many people that have had it, much less died from it. And yet we don't talk about it. How many homeless people die every year? Nobody will ever know. You know why? Because they're homeless. Yep. You know, and you got to think about that. And then who's the most at risk? You know what the biggest the biggest cause of death is by way far is heart disease. Heart disease is the most preventable, the freaking most preventable way of dying that you can have just by teaching people and making good food available and making things like nobody's talking about this as being a pandemic. All right. Yeah, All right. like a hundred to one people die of heart disease over everything else. You know, and and, and again. The world isn't freaking out over that. And, and so I, and I'm not in any way diminishing the seriousness of this COVID-19. Right. I, I don't diminish that in any way. But what I think that we should do is remember these other things that are still happening. Yes. Right away with this other thing that's happening. What about depression? You know, people that suffer from, from, from you know, all of these, problems that humanity can fix. Right. What if we took some time right now that since we're all supposed to be confined to our homes, what if we decided to do something nice for somebody? Just like, I don't know, maybe somebody that's in prison for fun. Right. Like, what if we were to go and and find uh, information about somebody who is locked up right now and and, and send them a card, send them a letter? They might not get it for a day, a week, or a month. Who cares? One day they will. And, and 
all of a sudden, you know, you, you will have done that. Here's the kicker. That's the thing that is like only a few of us seem to know, but it's like the secret. It's like the other secret, right? You know, there used to be this book, The Secret, and everybody was like doing this whole thing, right? Well, I'll tell you what the real secret is or what a secret is. When you help somebody else out, it is like the most amazing thing. It like rejuvenates you, it heals you. You know, they say laughter is the best medicine. I agree, it's really good medicine, but you know what else is really good medicine? Helping out your brother. Amen. You know, something kind. You know, just, just, just and, I, and, and I can't help but wonder if we were to take this as, as maybe a, I don't know, a, a, an opportunity to practice, you know, maybe maybe loving our own families a little better. You know? Yes. It starts at home. It really does. We, you know, we got to protect, we got to take care of our home. We can't, if our home and our family life is sucking, then uh, it's going to show in our faces out there in the world. You're not going to be able to get anything done out there if you can't even take care of your home and your family here. And you know, it's the funny thing, the world, human beings are, are, are interesting creatures. And you can learn, like, there's parallels all along the universe. And just like muscles, like, if you see somebody, like, um, Theodore Roosevelt, when he was a kid, he was weak. He had asthma. And he, he was a very weak child. And his father one day told him, you know what, son, we're going to fix this. We're going to make you strong. And his father built him a gym. And he got, and Theodore Roosevelt was a headstrong kid. Like, he had the will of, 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 a, of an ox. Like, he was like, he put his mind to something. He's like, to hell with it. Well, what happened? You think about Theodore Roosevelt as the president. He was this big, strong, robust, barrel-chested dude, right? You know why? Because he practiced. And he went out there and just did it. He did it over and over and over again. And he overcame that problem. Right. Instead of being weak and, and couldn't breathe, he became strong and a leader. Well, guess what? We do the same thing with everything. We practice our habits. We practice being kind. We practice being loving. We practice being thoughtful. We practice, you know, whatever it is. Or we practice being an asshole. You know, exactly. whatever you do, you get better at it, right? Right. And, you know, public speaking. People are afraid, oh, I can't get out there and talk. Well, try Because if you do, what if you help somebody? What if you connected with somebody? You know, it's not like, oh, I've got to be this guy in the limelight. It's like, what if you helped somebody that wouldn't have known you because you were too busy being shy or whatever? Right, right. And that's that's crazy because that's exactly where I was a couple years ago. You know, I wouldn't, I've never got on live. I've never, I don't go out and talk to crowds. I try to keep my head down and look at the ground when I'm in public. Like, don't look at me, you know. <laughs> And uh, I did. I had to, like, pretty much force myself to do it. And like you said, you know, you you just keep doing it and doing it, and eventually it'll become second nature. I don't get near as nervous as I used to before starting. I still get nervous, but uh, not as bad as I normally would. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Being nervous is one thing. Being froze up by it's another. Right, right. Like, you know, I get nervous before I do something, too, and I just kind of laugh at myself. <laughs> really? You, you, you sat there and said, said body cavity search by coffee jail before, and you're going to worry about 
about what people think about you, really? Right, right. You know, just laugh and you say, yeah, this is nothing. This is, I've had to do some horrible, difficult things in my life, and when you can compare that to this, it's just like it's a joke. You right, know? right, it is. You know, you've given birth to a kid before, so. Right. <laughs> like, whatever. The biggest know? one in the hospital at the time. He was almost 10 pounds. Uh, my son, so, yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, it's a difficult thing, and you go back and you start thinking about a real difficult thing, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got this. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and it and it makes you stronger, and I really do believe that everything, pretty much everything I've had my hand in in the past, I can look at it now and be like, oh, that's why I did that. Like, I needed to learn that for this, and I need it. Like, it all just falls together, everything that I've done in it. It's so crazy. Well, I think that one of the things, you know, we talked about being told to be socially distant. And and I think that's a terrible term because socially distant kind of implies like we don't talk to each other. Right. I think that the truth is, you know, what they want us to be is physically distant. Like, don't be, don't be mosh pitting together. Right. Opportunity 
for us to to be smart and to, you know, this is one of those things that like social networking can totally undo us or it can bring us all together. And I think that, like I was saying yesterday, it's like I know that the bigger we get as a group, the more likely that one chaos bomb is going to want to go off. But if we get enough people together that are seasoned and, and, and know these chaos bombs happen and, and you know, put a little body armor on and just say, well, sometimes they go off. And right. You know, and, and I think that hopefully that's what's happening here is that people, my hope is that our conversation and, and as this is getting out and reaching more people, you know, we talk about the reach, these shows are getting thousands of people hearing it or at least having access to it. But what does it mean? Like, right. Well, maybe. Time to get him engaged. Today, he's going to reach one person that says, hey, I, I, I want to help. I want to be part of this. Like, I get what you guys are talking about. And if we weren't talking, there'd be nothing to get. Right. And so I think that, that maybe that's what's going on here is I feel like there's like a call of leaders. Of, of, and, and leaders is a weird word, you know. It's like people think, oh, I'm a leader. So, yeah. I don't know, I'm wearing a hat and I've got a badge on me or something. No. A leader is just something, somebody that does stuff. Like, you do it, you do you do it. You just get out there and do it. That's all a leader is. And if the leader is just sitting there pointing, saying, do this, then they're not a leader. They're out there working if they're a leader. <laughs> Stuart, Stuart is probably a better Yeah. Leader. If somebody's doing, then people are going to go, hey, I want to do what they're doing. Exactly. Oh, so my nature is you become leading. So we're looking for doers. Yes. You know, for people that, that aren't okay with the way things are, that, you know, there's so many things wrong and there's so many people doing their own thing, but what if we all started doing it more together? You know, and I, I, I it's, it's, it's like that, uh, you know, that Marley song, you know, let's get together, it'll be all right, you know, but what if, what if we did that? Right. You know? Like, it doesn't have to be just passing the joint, smiling and singing it without getting it. But what if we really got it? And right. One love, you know? I mean, we could do that. And I, and I think that's what we're doing. I really believe that we're bringing those, those, those mysteries, those, you know, those, those realities of truth that, that wise people before us have, have written about, sung about, and, and shared, you know, a message out loud that we carry with us, most of the time we're not we're not bothered to look at what we're carrying, you know. Right. But if you really listen to some of the good good songs that are really good songs, there's some beautiful messages that we can bring to life. Definitely. Definitely. This, this is definitely the time to for action, the time for everybody getting together. Um it's going to be a great uh, Zoom meeting. Uh, when when will we be starting the Zoom meeting to allow people to come on? Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to organize this through our net, or through the um, newsletter. Right. And what we're going to do is we're, we're putting it all together. First thing coming out is the newsletter. We have a human solution newsletter and a walk for change newsletter. From that, we're going to be creating a a meeting time. Awesome. Right. Uh, so I know that I know that the 
Right. So I think that's where the newsletter's going to come in and, and letting people know about it. You gotcha. And that way you don't have problem children coming in just to come in. <laughs> problem children. <laughs> the yeah. trolls, the trolls of Facebook. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, like, it, 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 it's disgusting that you even have to do that, right? I mean, <laughs> they didn't monitor who came to Woodstock, but right, right. People there to work itself out. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely need some serious, like-minded uh, people wanting to get together with some other people that want to start working and getting stuff done. And um, we there's there's things that maybe somebody over there that's not with us can think about that we haven't thought about that we can get done. And the only way we're going to find that out is if everybody gets together and starts talking about it. Well, you know, the coolest thing about these meetings, and this is one of these things that people that – like pot, like to hang out and talk. We just love to do that, right? I mean, we like to we like to hang out and smoke the pot and talk about stuff. And I've I've heard some of the greatest ideas come come out of a good session, right? You're sitting around a campfire and just passing a joint around and just just talking. And, and I've seen some of the greatest ideas come out, but you know what generally doesn't happen? You don't write it down. You don't remember. <laughs> Yeah. What if we were doing that in a setting where we were looking to capture some of that stuff? Yes. That we're willing to do some stuff. You know, I think again, if you create an environment for for this, that creative conversation is where stuff bubbles out. We all have things that are important to us that we'd like to see. We all have ideas. Like, my people are the most creative people I've ever met. Like, they, right. Sometimes it's good to, to have somebody that says, you know, I don't know about that way, but there's this other way. 
Or, for instance, in Dallas, if you're walking down the street and you decide to walk in more than 10, you're a criminal and you're going to go, you could go to jail if you can't pay that ticket. Like, people don't understand, you know, it's not bad people in there. It's normal, everyday people that are suffering. It's well, bullshit. at least there's way too many of them. And, you know, one of the things people don't realize, we're kind of going all over the place. I know, right? Imagine if you were to 
back in time and tell them, hey, you know what's going to happen? Oh, this is Charles. Hang on a second. You're good. I'm going to fix that real quick. Go right ahead. I'm going to go ahead and get Jeff um, to come on in. He's here waiting to, I think. So we'll get him to come on in right now. Okay, perfect. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Whoa. (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Sorry about that. Me and uh, Joe got going, and he got a phone call from Charles, so we're going to go ahead and bring you on. How are you doing today? I think it's a good day to be um, contemplating some information about Michael Thompson. I just talked to Dee Dee, and yes. he said Michael Thompson's been in jail for 25 years, and he can't um, really um, keep any water down. He's not feeling that oh, well. No. So we're going to just be um, holding some light for Michael's right now for him to get better. Right. Yeah, send, send good vibes Michael's way. Oh, I did hear that he, he is getting his medicine, going to see a doctor. I did hear that. That good news? Did you he hear that? that? He did all that. It's still stupid to be in jail. It, oh, it is. Uh, it definitely. To be home and with your grandmother's blanket yes. and warm chicken soup. No, I totally agree with you, Jeff, uh, 100%. I know you made a movie about plant prisoners since we're on that subject. Why don't we go ahead and let you tell our audience about it? Uh, hang on. Advertising them, 
and that was that. And I asked him how it was in jail, and Tommy Chong said it was spiritual. Wow. So think about Michael Thompson in jail for 25 years. I know, right? Dancing 21-9, um, George Montrano for 33 years, and all the other ones. I mean, um, if you if you ever get to Amy Kovac from from her candid clemency, she'll hold up every single right. Time, every prisoner. And yeah, we got Adam Fogelman, Lance Glore, man, we got so many. Um, Craig Cecil, Michael Tomlinson. Uh, there's so many of them out there. It's ridiculous. Well, the um, the hypocrisy, that's my new favorite word um, since January, is that some people, before lockdown, before the dark state got a hold of the virus, and, and we all have to stay home now. Right. Um, they were making a lot of money, and they were growing a lot of bad thoughts that we didn't know if it was moldy or not, or sprayed with this or that. So our organic situation was different. And the bottom line is, is that they had a lot of money, and none of them ever threw it our way to help the walk, to help Lifer's Madness the movie. And so it was the luck of the draw. A couple of few people got in with a couple of celebrities, and they got their money, and they got their parties, and they had $1,000 dinners. It's just still all BS because nobody really knows what I know because I've been in jail, not myself for thought. Well, I'm not going <laughs> to disclose that one. I was in for one night. Bottom line is, is that hush. <laughs> but um, bottom line is, is that the hypocrisy is that these kids are making a lot of money. These humans on on our plant. We can't legally grow hemp without being carefully regulated. Yeah. And we can't do medicine and paper. Just think about hemp toilet paper. Yeah. But our guys are in jail for this. Yeah. People that are making millions selling bud, you know, for recreation, not even medicine and PTSD are it pisses me off the hypocrisy why they don't they can't even bank their money and it's all at home and that's why Lance Floor is in jail and for ten years and blah blah blah. And his mom cries every day, Tracy. And, yeah. and so I'm just I think the hypocrisy is that we've got to level out the playing field. So people like myself, people like you yourself, and every time we do something, we wake up in, in, in the day. I used to make a, a, a really good living at photography and then digital happened. Right. So if you think about what you need to make a day to make, okay, if you make a day um, $1,000 a day, and there's uh, not $1,000 a day. If you make $500 a day, that's a lot of money a year. But you're only working five days a week. Right. Okay. And so bottom line is, is that as an adult, we hopefully we would be worth, what's your mechanic make now? $100 an hour, $90 an hour. What is the harsh here? You know? So it's out of proportion for the school for the 
versus a man in pay scale, the pay rate, but look at these dispensary owners that are making millions and not helping us get our brothers and sisters home by throwing us the money so we can go to more prisons. I totally, I totally agree with you, and that's why I personally I vowed uh, not to make any money off of any cannabis products um, uh, right now because of the fact that there are so many out there right now in jail, lost their freedom, and I, I really love to work with companies like Go Green and Stash Fox and companies that are actually trying to work to get their uh, to get them free, you know what I mean? I try to stay as uh, close with those kind of companies as I can because they should they should be paying. You're right. They should be paying to help um, legalize it since they're making so much money and they're able to speak to a good amount of people, you know what I mean? Every day they're coming into their office and get them to vote on certain things and stuff. If they're not working to change it, then that I really don't have nothing to do with that business, you know? <laughs> Well, the the hypocrisy is so huge, you know, I won't call names, but I can't, you know, I can't bring a Woody Harrelson. I can't bring a Jim Belushi. I mean, I can. I've met them all. I know them, but they they are busy doing other things. So I'm not going to say boo-hoo to them, but some celebrities have started schools. They've donated a million for this and a million for that. Just think if, if, if somebody gave the walk a million dollars. Right. You know, and or a half a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. Or not even to give it to us, you know, to give it to just to fight for legislation to change or But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that is that if they would allow if we would be able to well, we have to end prohibition is the bottom line. Right. And that's what the Emperor wears no clothes. Jack Herrer, Terror, um, had going with his book um, that talked about paper, fiber, fuel, medicine, and food. And he would say that in agreement loud. He says, "Why is there somebody in jail for something I did five minutes ago?" Right. It's horrible. It really is. We need to start letting those people out, and especially now, you know. Now's a great time to some of them people out while there's a virus that may be threatening all their lives, you know. They got a couple years for some pot, but it may end up being a death sentence because they're stuck in prison right now, you know what I mean, with this virus. They can't get away from it. Well, somewhere, I don't know if it's Italy or, or Mexico or somewhere, they let all the prisoners out. They, they need to let all the nonviolent ones out right now, like, the ones that are in there for some stupid drug crime, let them out. They didn't hurt nobody. That would be so beautiful. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to just across the board. I agree. The ones out. And the, the thing is, is that is that I think cannabis prisoners, we could get them all, we can get a name to most all of them, you know? And Evidently, there's thousands of cannabis prisoners, but there's only 50 lifers. Right. But F that is holding our life. Yeah, it's, nobody should be in for life. I mean, that's crazy. But well, without parole, and then murder one gets 12 years, and murder two gets 
14 years. Right. Exactly. It's crazy. I'm telling you, it's nuts. The way that some of these people get off with nothing and then you see, you know, like, for instance, my son gets six years. I mean, come on. Six years for some weed and some coke. It's like, come on, y'all. It's ridiculous. But hopefully he'll be getting out in a year. Oh, we would love that. Yeah, we would love that. Well, I learn more about you every time I see you. You know, you're growing on me. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, he's he's going to be 21 in October, and he's been in there two years now. On my birthday, my birthday is two years. Is he with the adults or in a juvenile? He's in prison for adults. Yeah, he's he's being made into a criminal, basically, is what happens with these young boys who get in there for some stupid pot charge, and then they end up coming out basically taught how to be a criminal. You know, they have to live like that, that lifestyle in jail. They have to learn that. So They get harder when they're soft human beings. Right. They get harder, and the, the hardness of, the, of, of jail is so incredibly... Um, I, I, I'm such a, so ashamed of that. Right. You know, that paradigm. That's why I'm saying hypocrisy to the system that is making so much money that we have 33 states legal for marijuana. And, I mean, not just that it's a weed and anybody should and could be able to grow it. It's right, right. Heck, yeah, I see Charles over there. <laughs> hey, how are you doing, bud? Okay. <laughs> how are you doing so far? How's Doing great. Doing really good. I can't wait. We're going to have Charles on next month. Um, I think it was the 16th. Oh, don't quote me on that, though. But I can't wait to be able to talk to you. So how how are you doing? What all are you doing today with Joe? Well, we must be with Joe, and then we're looking at the property. Heck, yeah. Uh, oh yes, always getting ready. Yes, and we're doing great. We're just trying to, you know, be healthy and stay stay good and uh yeah. definitely uh, looking forward to the walk and looking forward to everything. I know that you started a new uh indigenous uh, human Solution International called The People. So uh, I, I would definitely tell any of the listeners right now, um, get a hold of me if you would like to get a hold of Charles and learn more about that. So excited to have you part of the family, Charles. I'm really, really pleased and happy to all connect so well and we're all united on the same cause and for the same purpose. And you guys are doing really remarkable work. So, um, a big thank you to the you of Texas and really the whole network. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, all working together and let's keep the fight. Definitely, definitely. Unity is the key here. We got to get everybody going down the same. We're not all going to agree on everything, but we can find that one thing that we can all agree on, you know? Yeah, um, burn the sage, you kill the Yes, sage, white sage, y'all. White sage, white sage, house, 
yourself, your family, your interior services in the air. Absolutely. I was talking to Joe the other day about how, where where I needed to go to get some of that. I still I still got to figure it out around here because we don't have. Uh, <laughs> My daughter's well enough to the page too, so once they dry, we'll send you some. Oh hell yeah! Thank you. All right, well we're gonna get going, and uh, a pleasure always to be a part of your show. Yes, definitely. Y'all have a great time. Y'all. Bye. My name is Jeffrey. Look at the stage that was just given to me. Wow. Yeah. Other of all things, there's some lavender in there, and and it's got sweet grass. Wow. That is That's badass. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a unifier. I love it. Yeah, that's the big walk-up stick. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jeffrey. My name is Jeffrey. I'm in Washington State. Awesome. Well, awesome. I'm up with the tribes up here, and I work with the canoe journey. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, y'all need to get together and, and talk how to unify all those. That's what we're trying to do, get them all unified. That's good. Yeah, we're going to have um, a concert on Saturday. Bye, Joe. Online, and um, Smoka Jane is going to be on, and she's going to do a live concert with 420 Music. Heck, yeah. I'll pass the word for everybody. Heck yeah. She does 420 music. She's rocking. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, by uh, Charles Vargas, that was um, with Apache Nation, and Joe Grumbine with the Human Solution International. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and continue to talk to Jeff for a minute. Um, ask y'all, Jeff, how do they get a hold of your movie? Where do they go look at it if they want to see it? The Lifers. Here, I'll give you a. It's, it's at uh, lifersthemovie.com. Awesome. And that's it.